0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Barron Wiley.
1: Thank you and welcome to The Word. It's our Church of the Week program where our mission is to give honor where honor is due. And for you to find out that the Lord, well, is Lord, Lord of all in San Antonio. He's moving in the Church of San Antonio and that the Church of San Antonio is really blowing up. And if you're not plugged into a local church, well, you might want to hear what's happening at Grace First Baptist Church. And I'll tell you what, another reason why we do this is because 1 Timothy 5.17 says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. My name is Baron Wiley, and I am so happy to have here in our KSLR, The Word Studios, the senior pastor from Grace First Baptist, it's the Reverend Alan M. Ford. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing well, thank you.
1: My first question is, what's the letter M for?
2: Uh it's a secret. It's, it's a, a secret. Family secret. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a family name. Family secret. But you still give honor to the letter M. I give honor to the letter All right. M. Move in a little closer, Pastor. We're gonna we're gonna get deep here, okay? Uh we'll just leave it there. And then Reverend, too, I love it. The people call you Reverend, Pastor, what do call they call me? you?
2: Reverend Pastor Ford.
1: Reverend Pastor, okay, I'll do that. Reverend Pastor Alan Ford.
2: You can call me Pastor Ford, or Reverend <laughs> Ford. <laughs> Very good. Hey, let's put First Grace. Uh,
1: first, I'm sorry, Grace First Baptist on the map before because we we're going to talk about the church. But I got something else we need to talk about first
2: here. Now, let's let's put it on the map. I, I, I digress. Where is the church at? The church is off um, 2514 Observation Drive. You get on 410 West. Yep. Uh, you head towards Lackland Air Force Base. You take the ninety exit towards Del Rio. Right. Do the double loop turnaround. You're coming back now. Coming back four ten east on Access Road. You'll Uh see Glider Avenue. Mm -hmm. Make a right on Glider. Drive about half a mile, uh, and you turn left on Observation Drive, and you see our church. There it is. How long has uh, Grace First Baptist been there? Been there for forty three years. Yeah. Now, you're not even 43 years yourself there, Pastor, right? I, I wish I was still 43, but I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it close to 50.
1: Oh, good for you.
2: Well, how many pastors were there before you, sir? Uh, three pastors before me. Wow. Wow. And a, obviously a
1: great legacy family church there in San Antonio. And you're doing so many amazing things. And before we talk about the church there, I, I, I want to know, you've got this wonderful pastors conference coming up. It's coming up quick, too, here on March the 2nd and 3rd. What's it called? It's called the Transforming Word Preaching Conference.
2: Yeah. Who's coming? Uh, we have um, Dr. David Alford coming from Memphis, Tennessee. He's the son of the late Dr. Stephen Alford. And we also have Dr. Bartholomew Orr coming from Memphis, Tennessee. They will be our presenters and instructors for our preaching conference. Very good. So what's the takeaway? If, if you're trying to, to get other pastors to come and other people who are interested in, in the Word. Right. The Lord has blessed me to be able to go to many conferences all over the United States. And he put it on my heart to make... To uh, put on a conference in San Antonio, but make it affordable for bivocational pastors, those pastors who have small churches who can't afford to go to those conferences. So we want to bring this this valuable information to San Antonio about expository preaching. Oh, I love it! How much does it cost? If it's a the cost is sixty dollars per person. It includes all your materials and about three or four meals. For the whole preaching conference. Well all the details are at the website. GraceFirstBaptist.org GraceFirstBaptist.org And uh, if you'd like to uh, again you get your You can get your tickets online or, or Get your register online. Yes you can register online at GraceFirstBaptistChurch.org um, You can register online. We also offer scholarship for pastors hey. who don't have the resources. We offer parsed, partial and full scholarships. Awesome.
1: Now, if someone's listening right now and they go, they want to bless you, can someone donate a scholarship as well?
2: Sure they can. We have families in our church. We have Aww. sponsors from the outside who's blessed us, and they are part of our um, um, preaching conference. Yeah. Very so if good. anybody want to donate— uh, well, we are we- they're welcome to do so. Very good. March the 2nd and 3rd. So what time, what time? All, all day type of thing? Um Actually, it starts at about 3 o'clock on Friday. Uh-huh. We would have a, two teaching sessions, and then we have a practical preaching session by Dr. Bartholomew, or you don't want to miss that because mm. he's a wonderful preacher of the Word. Yeah. And then on fr- Saturday, it'll go from 8 to 2 p.m. Very nice. Now, are you speaking or are you just the host? I'll do a keynote address, mm-hmm. and then I'll become the host. Excellent. Well, I'm very. I'm, is this the first time you've done it, or do you do this every year? This will be our fifth. Yeah, fifth preaching conference. So we're trying to make it a a little bigger. Open up, open it up to more preachers and pastors in the San Antonio area. Excellent. Well, what a great resource again
1: serving on the west side of San Antonio. Uh, there on Observation Drive. Again, all the details on the conference at uh, GraceFirstBaptist.org. March the second and third. And if you'd like more information, you can also call the church at 210-674-3652. It's only sixty dollars. And uh, again, there's scholarships opportunities available. Or if you'd like to bless the church and provide a scholarship for a pastor, maybe send yours. Uh, you can do so as well. Again, for, uh, GraceFirstBaptist.org. I just I just love it. And this is all pos- made possible uh, by the Grace Institute. You've got your own little Bible
2: college happening inside the church as well, right? Yes, we do. We've been blessed to do some research from the Evangelical Training Association. Yeah. And so we started that institute about two and a half years ago, and it's going well. God has blessed us. So with our sponsors, um, Grace Institute and our church, we're able to put on a preaching conference. And, and not only that, but we were able to give uh, um, God's people an opportunity to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through, I think, wonderful biblical-based mm. uh, um, um, courses. What kind of courses come to mind there? What can I take? Do you know? You can take biblical leadership, which mm-hmm. we offer now. We got perspectives from church history. We have um, Christian ethics. Yeah. We also have um, evangelism in the twenty first century. Teaching techniques. We have the Triune God. We have uh, survey Old Testament one and two. Survey of wow. New Testament. So God has really blessed us with, with, with unique courses. Are you teaching these too? I teach some of the courses, but we also have pastors from from the the surrounding area to teach. And then we have some in-house teachers. Uh, Reverend Art Hall, who's a lawyer in San Antonio, he teaches. And then we have um, Deacon um, Jonathan Martin, who graduated from UTSA with his master's degree in education. He teaches as well.
1: Well, it's called the Grace Institute. Again, you can find out about it, uh, again, on their website, gracefirstbaptist.org. Grace Institute offering courses in Bible theology and ministry
2: skills and leadership and outreach. You're just doing an amazing thing that I didn't know about until today. Well, the Lord has been good to us, and we figure that if to whom much is given, much is required.
1: I like you, Pastor.
2: I like you, too, (laughs) and I appreciate it. All right, let's talk
1: about some church. What happens at uh, Grace First Baptist Church? Let me ask you, how did you come to the church? There was three pastors
2: before you, and you must have gotten an invitation, or did you grow up in the church there? Well, my wife grew up in the church. Ah. We met in New Mexico. We were both in the Air Force. And when we got out of the Air Force, we came back to San Antonio, and I went to the church. Now, let me back up. Where are you originally from? I'm from South Carolina. I'm a, I'm from the country. I'm That's right. I'm a country boy, but I, I love South Carolina. I love being a country guy. That's right. God bless you. And so the military
1: brought you to San Antonio then? Yes, it brought me to San Antonio. Air Force? Air Force. God bless you. Thank you for your service. Sir. Thank you so much. All right. And so then that took you to New Mexico? Took me to New Mexico. Now, mm-hmm. I'll back back up, because I also know you served in Desert Storm and Desert Shield and... Desert Calm.
2: Yes, I sailed, served in all three of those um, that conflict there. It yes, was, sir. It was, a, it was a moving experience. Um, was you really, it, truly understand what it means to lay down your life for others. Mm. You got to see that firsthand, sir? Firsthand.
1: Wow. And I saw
2: a lot of things. Um, um, was the Lord uh, with you? The Lord was with him. He took me and brought me back. At yes, the time, sir. I wasn't a Christian. Really? But I was, I was brought up in a Christian church. I can't say I wasn't a Christian, but I wasn't growing and maturing in the faith. Mm. But I had some good men who God put around me. Who who kept me in the Word of God? Amen. And so when I came back, I truly dedicated myself to the Lord, and and I am now what I am now.
1: Do you stay in touch with those men?
2: Not anymore. Um, yeah. We was all in New Mexico, but we all went our separate ways. Right. But I pray for them, and I thank God for them in, in my own way. Yeah, uh, Pastor, I mean, uh, one of them was Sergeant Collette. Mm-hmm. He really was a great leader, and he really did some great things for for all of us young young airmen who was just in Desert Storm, who was the first time in a war, first time going overseas, yeah. and didn't understand, but we knew we had a duty to fulfill. Yes, sir. Wow. So then you end up in New Mexico. New Mexico. I left New Mexico, went to Desert Storm, I came yeah, back sir. to New Mexico, and that's where I met my lovely wife, Renee. How'd you meet her? I met her at the Main Gate when I was a security police, <laughs> Air Base Ground Defense, and this person used to drive by and, and look at me with those beautiful eyes. Yeah, she saw your smile, she too. She saw I mean. my smile. And I saw her beauty, <laughs> <laughs> and, and 26 years bestie. later, oh thank you. <laughs> That's great, and, and how many years? 26 years, this March should be 26 uh, congratulations, years. Congratulations, kids? I have three. Yeah. Yes sir. Uh, how are they doing? They're doing well, my baby just graduated from Baylor. Oh, she's, get out. She works in Dallas, she's a management consultant. My middle son, uh, he works in oil fields in Midland, Texas. He's doing well. My oldest daughter lives in South Carolina, and she works for one of those solar companies. Sure. Uh, and she's, she's an inventory specialist there, so she's doing well.
1: You have some smart children there, well, sir. Th-
2: thank the Lord. He blesses us when yes, we are kind to others.
1: You are a blessed man for sure. All right, so now we're talking about the church that she grew up in here in, in Grace? Yes. Grace First Baptist Church. How did, you, how did you find out about the opportunity, and when did the Lord say, I need you to, to answer this call?
2: Well, when I left, uh, when, we, when we moved from New Mexico, when we got to the Air Force, my wife came to San Antonio. I brought her here, but I worked out of state uh-huh. in Detroit. And the one thing I used to do every day was I used to um, read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I used to read the New Testament every night from Matthew all the way to Revelation. Every night. What? Uh, every night. And the thing I didn't understand was why was I reading the Bible this way? Yeah. I couldn't really dissect it, but I could remember where the words were. Yeah. Because I have a decent memory. And so I read it, and and for some reason, the Lord was moving upon me. Uh, Mm. He was moving upon me in a special way. At the time, I didn't know it. So when I finished working on the road, I worked for Asset Protection Team, and I was like an executive um, protection guy. Mm -hmm. I guarded some of the executives and and some of their families and Mm. and their resources. So when I came back, I went to my wife's church, which is Grace First Baptist Church, in June of 1996. Mm. And the second pastor who was there was Pastor Aaron Brasfield, mm-hmm. And I joined the church under him. And about five months later, he left okay. and went to Chicago. Oh, boy. And then now let's get to it now. And so then um, I was there when they was going to the pastor search process. By, by, by the way, this always happens to me. Why would
1: anyone leave San Antonio, Texas to go to Chicago? I don't know. <laughs> I can see them coming from Detroit to come here all day long. But anyway, God's timing is perfect and keep going there.
2: And so then the, the search, the pastoral search process was on, and yeah. um, they had an associate minister there by um, Dr. Walt L. Starks. Mm. Uh, by the grace of God, he became the pastor. And under his tutelage, I became a, a Sunday school teacher in 1997. And so uh, at the time, the Lord was moving upon my heart. And I heard so many people say, well, um, if, if God is moving upon your heart, then you ought to be aggressive about uh, making you know, your, your calling known. But the Lord didn't move upon me that way. And so I talked to um, Pastor Starks, Dr. Stocks, And I asked him, I said, well, what if I'm not like other people? I don't, I don't want to be pushing myself out there. But I know the Lord is calling me. He said, you just do it the way the Lord called you to do it. Mm. And you let the Lord lead you the way he would lead you into the ministry. And so I taught Sunday school for about three years. Finally, the Lord said, OK, it's time for you to acknowledge your call. Yeah. And I went to Pastor Stocks and I acknowledged my call. And then in 2000. Um, I got licensed to, to preach the gospel hey. under his ministry. Did
1: you do that online or here in San Antonio? I did or? it
2: here in San Antonio at Grace First Baptist Church. We do our own licensing. Yes, sir. He has a great a great program he left me with. Now, he's going to be with the Lord in heaven. Oh, wow. And he passed away on my birthday wow. about a couple of years ago, March wow, 26th. Wow, wow. But he, he had a great program, and we had to write letters and different papers, three different papers. We had to go before boards, and, and then um, we had to uh, uh, preach our initial sermon, and then we got licensed. So it was, it was a long process, but it was a great process because you learned um, uh, the key doctrines of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You learned some things about expiratory preaching. You learned that, that Jesus is the main thing. Right. And so he taught me all those things. Excellent.
1: And, and, and I'll say this then, too, according to what I found on, on, your, on your website there, too, uh, you were honored uh, by the uh, el Ford Theological Bible College in uh, Dillon, South Carolina. Is that your hometown, too? Uh,
2: actually, it's about 13 miles from my hometown. It's yeah? the county seat. And that theological seminary awarded me an honorary doctorate yeah. degree, a PhD in, in theology. Wow. Oh. And, and so I appreciate that from, from that seminary. I, uh, I did a lot of work, and they, they recognized that work, and they recognized the effort. And I really appreciate them. And Grace First Baptist Church was behind me all the way, um, just pushing me and, and, and encouraging me to, to excel and, mm. and then bring that information back and then, and then help them grow as well. And so it's, it's, it's a church unity thing. It's, it's, it's a family yep. there at Grace First Baptist Church.
1: Well, it really is a family thing because it's Ford Theological. Yes. And here, Alan, <laughs> <laughs> you need to start your own Ford Theological here in yeah. San Antonio. Here's
2: my uncle, uh, Dr. Edward Ford. Uh, That's started, your uncle? Yes, he's my uncle. He started uh, the, the college. It. But he didn't give me the honorary doctorate degree because I was his nephew. Yeah, oh, yeah. He gave it to me because he saw the hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a board there, and everybody on that board agreed to um, give me their honorary doctorate degree because the hard work they saw our church was doing not only in San Antonio, but we do work uh, across the nation. We do work uh, in, in, in the, you know, in the, in the world, and we also do York, do work in South Carolina. I go and preach there. Uh, I think I've been there about four or five times, and, oh. and we do a lot of work there. We we try to mentor. Um, people in, in the church at Little Mount Zion uh, Baptist Church in South Carolina.
1: Well, evangelism is very important to you, and you invested in yourself in that, too, because your hard work paid off. You graduated from the Billy Graham School of Evangelism in 2008.
2: Yes, it was a great school. I, I, matter of fact, I, uh, my, my pastor, my mentor, Dr. Stocks, went there. Ah. And so he encouraged me to go there, and I went there. I had a great time. Uh, I didn't get to meet the doc, Dr. Billy Graham because he was a little sick, but he talked to us by way of video conference. Really? But the school was great. It was excellent. It makes some great people. I really learned how to be a better husband there. Really? Yeah, at that school. All right. What's your
1: tip of the day? How do I be a good husband uh, when I go home tonight, Pastor? How you
2: be a good husband? Uh, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Amen. And then when she says some things, even though you disagree, give in some time. I can yeah. say all the time, but <laughs> give in some time. <laughs> it's a two-way street, is that what you say? Yeah. At all home, right. she's the queen and you're the king, but let her be the queen. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put that in my Bible good for you hey it's our church League program here on am 630 the word we're here to honor first a grace first baptist church uh, with Reverend Alan Ford. Uh, and if you can find out what the M stands for, uh, you can call me. Uh, but here's what you need to know. You can check out the church at gracefirstbaptist.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-674-3652. Uh, the church is located on the, on the west side of San Antonio. If you're coming down uh, uh, 410, uh, pastor says you take the 90 west uh, exit, do the double turnaround so you're heading back east. Uh, take a, a right on a glider. And then you'll find Observation Drive, and they're right there. Beautiful church at uh, 2514 Observation Drive. We have all these details on our website at uh, am630theword.com. Just check out our Church of the Week uh, program uh, our website, and you'll find all that there. Pastor, all this week you've, uh, you've been sharing these devotionals with us uh, with, with a focus on evangelism and, uh, and on love. What is, what is your style of teaching? What are you talking about right now from behind the pulpit this week? I'm
2: talking about walking in love. Uh-huh. I think it's so important that the church expresses the love of God because Mm -hmm. God is love and I think a lot of times in the church we we really beat people up Um, God is bringing people into the church and uh, we need to express that love and we need to reach them through the love of Christ now love does not uh, negate the truth love is built upon the truth but nevertheless if God is love and Jesus says greater love has no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends then I think the church need to be about that type of love.
1: Mm. And again, you kind of referenced that through the military. You got to see men laying their lives down for their friends and, and this picture of love. So was there, a, did you have a salvation moment that you can speak of or, or was it just, you were just overwhelmed by the love of God that, that led you to where you are today?
2: Well, you know, I, I had that salvation moment in New Mexico. at It was at the Main Gate, Holloman. Yeah. And one of my friends, I can't remember his name now, he led me to the Lord. That was yeah. the moment. Yeah. And, and, I, and I felt the love of God in my heart. I, I, I still didn't understand all of it the way I do now. But I knew that I was loved by God. And I know if I felt that type of love, I think I know there's some people out there who need to experience the love of God. He will come into your hearts and make his home in your heart and then you can become new in Christ.
1: i will preach here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Grace First Baptist Church, and uh, the Reverend Alan Ford is with us today. Uh, Sunday school starts at 8.30, and then morning worship starts at 9.45. Of course, uh, Children's Church is available at the same time, except you take a break on the second Sunday of the month. What happens on the second Sundays?
2: The second Sunday of the month, all our youth come over to the main church, and so we have what we call a children's church, a family church. And it's really our mentor program where we um, equip our younger people to become... Um, um, to become um, mature in the Word, to mature mature in Christ. And so our our youth choir sings, our youth usher, um, even our youth, they do um, expositions, three to five minute expositions, so they can uh, understand what it means to get before people and express their faith to those who want to hear and know more about Christ.
1: And then you guys meet again on Wednesday. A lot of churches meet on the uh, the Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. You do as well, but you also do a Wednesday service or or Bible study at, at 12 noon on Wednesdays.
2: Yes, we have a, um, uh, we've been blessed with a large senior, senior I mean in 55 and older population, Uh and we love them dearly. And so we wanted to make it available, um, um, Noonday Bible Bible study available for them. And so we started that years ago. It started before I came, became pastor. Still going strong. And it's still going strong. And so, you know, it gets dark a lot and, and we don't see as well as we used to. So we want to make that available for our seniors and they do a wonderful job of attending. And we have some wonderful teachers there who present the gospel to them and help them grow as well. Excellent. Talk about worship. Worship at Grace is a a great experience. I I enjoy it. We have a a great, um, um, should I say musical team who leads us into musical Mm -hmm. worship, getting our hearts right uh, we have uh, associate ministers on staff, and they do a lot. Um, they do um, worship leader-type things. They do expositions, mm. and they really prepare the hearts of the people. And by the time I come up to get ready to preach, they're ready to hear the Word. <laughs> they're, still, they're still
1: standing, they're right?
2: They're still standing. Uh, they're ready to hear the Word. And so their worship experience is, is, is unique. I think a lot of people, when they hear Baptist Church and they hear what we do, they say, are y'all really Baptist? <laughs> 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 That's great.
1: Uh, we'll check that out there again. Sunday school starts at eight thirty. Now, do you teach Sunday school too? I used to teach Sunday school. Yeah. It
2: was my main thing, uh, but now that I'm passionate, I check on the Sunday schools yep. walking around. But I have so many other duties to do that I, that I don't have time to teach Sunday school. Even though I get invited to teach Sunday school, but I'm so busy with uh. all my other preachers' engagements and and different things. So
1: yeah, um, and you're on this, and you, like you said, you go out and you get invited to speak at other pastoral conferences,
2: other co- pastoral uh, conferences. I get to go to other pastor churches. As a matter of fact, just yesterday. I went to the sixty-third anniversary of Westridge Park First Baptist Church here in San Antonio on the west side, and so that started at three thirty. And so I preached that conference. I met mean, that anniversary yesterday, mm. church anniversary.
1: Let me tell you where I met you, by the way. And this is what I, I love about you. And what's happening in San Antonio is this this umbrella of unity that's happening with the Big C Church. I, I met you at a, at a pastors' meeting, and so help me, there was twenty pastors in one room fellowshipping, and I don't, you know, know more much more than that. But, but you find that that's a, that's, a good, that's a great thing?
2: It is a good thing because I think so many times pastors and churches have a, a tendency to think that we're competing against one another
1: mm-hmm.
2: when we're really competing against Satan for lost souls. Yes, sir. And so the CCSA organization, a community church for social action, we get together as churches, and we come up with how we can make an impact with the gospel mm-hmm. and how we can make an impact in the lives of those who have having uh, social issues. And so you'll find 20, 30, 40 pastors who are, who are part of that organization. We might not have off 30-some or 40-some pastors who are part of it. But you will see 15 to 20 pastors meeting, trying to get together and see, under leadership of um, Dr. William Daly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, how, we can, um, how we can come up with some answers to the problems that are going on in San Antonio for all churches and all neighborhoods.
1: I love it. It's a beautiful thing, and I want to honor you for doing that. Thank you. And uh, and me and my wife, again, got to to meet all the pastors there and uh, are just humbled by what the Lord's doing. And that's why we do this program, because you may think the Lord only goes to your church. Well, (laughs) he's everywhere in all four corners of this city and this state. And uh, and I honestly think that revival is happening in San Antonio uh, thanks to pastors like you, Pastor Alan Ford. Uh, With grace, First Baptist Church, our church of the week. Um, you mentioned a name earlier there, and you kind of alluded uh, to this man as being a mentor of yours growing up or, or helping you in your developed ministry. Be specific. Who's, who's that man, and what and how did he impact your life as a, as a mentor?
2: Uh, thank you, and I, I really appreciate that I get a chance to express my love for him uh, to this this, va- this vast audience. His name is um, Dr. Walter L. Starks. He was a, a great uh, teacher and preacher of the Word. Uh, when I came to Grace First Baptist Church, I came under his Another pastor, Brassfield, but I I got mentored under his leadership. He licensed me as a a minister and preacher of the gospel. Then he ordained me in 2003, and he taught me what it really means to be a pastor. He taught me that as a young pastor, when you come in, you have to take it slow. Uh, Churches have been ingrained in certain traditions, and traditions are not bad, but sometimes they hinder the growth of the the gospel and the growth of the church. And so he told me if you ever become pastor at this church, take it slow. Move at a—not at a a snail's pace— but move in such a way that you, the people will understand what you're doing. Mm. Move in such a way that the people will love you. Mm. Move in such a way that the people who don't like you or who didn't even vote for you will come to like you and come to appreciate what you're doing. Mm. He shared with me that you have to love the people who don't like you and the people who do like you. You have to build the people who do like you and the people who don't like you. Use everybody in the church to accomplish the purposes of God. And he taught me all those things. He taught me just to, to learn people. And one of his quotes was, I know I'm right about it. And he said he knew he was right about it because it, it says so in the Bible. <laughs> that's <laughs> so good, that's yeah, good. He always told me, if, if you're going to say something, when you're dealing with people in the church, make sure it comes from the Bible. Mm. And he taught me how to uh, just appreciate and love God's word and then to love and love my wife because he really loved his wife. And she's still a member of our church today. Uh, and so that great mentor of mine who the Lord called home. On your birthday? On my birthday. Um, we, we had a great time. We. Uh, he didn't have sons. He had two daughters, but he considered me like his son. And, and God would have it that I was the only associate minister that came under him in his whole time as pastor. That oh, was 11 years.
1: Wow.
2: And we had a unique relationship. Um, he even called me Al. He didn't call me Reverend. He didn't call me Alan. He called me Al.
1: He can call you whatever he wants. Whatever he wants because he's, he's right. <laughs> he's right. Always okay. right about it. <laughs> Real quick, because we're almost running out of time here, Pastor. You also focus on, uh, you have a great outreach ministry going outside the four walls of, uh, of, of Grace
2: Yes, outreach ministry. It does a lot. It does a lot uh, local. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with the San Antonio Food Bank, um, Cialis Ministry Ministries. Um, we do um, so much at, at, at um, should I say, at, at Christmas time, which we, sure. we reach out. The whole church does. We we gave out I think 180 um, um, Thanksgiving baskets, enough to feed uh-huh. enough families from six to eight. So probably fed about fifteen hundred families. Wow. We feed a community dinner. We do a lot. For the community in december we get about three to five hundred towards the to children and we feed about five to seven hundred people during christmas time we reach people with the gospel in china through one of our organizations we reach people with the gospel in in russia we reach people with the gospel in haiti uh, and giving them supplies and resources so god has really blessed us and we want to make sure that we can give back and, and as, as god has blessed us to give back
1: well you're a blessed man uh, with a beautiful family you're a blessed man as the pastor. You've accepted the call for a time such as this, and I, and I just say God bless you, Pastor Alan Ford,
2: God bless you. for what Thank you're you. doing.
1: Hey, my name is Baron Wiley, and if you've enjoyed this conversation, you can hear it again on demand right now at am630theword.com. Just check out our podcast page for our Church of the Week. It's Grace First Baptist Church uh, with the Reverend Dr. Alan Ford, you know, <laughs> it's there somewhere. Uh, and the website is gracefirstbaptist.org. Phone number is 210-674-3652. Uh, but if you want to hear some gospel preaching and get loved on, I say go to First, <laughs> Grace First Baptist Church, and, uh, and you will be blessed. Uh, again, thank you for listening to AM630, The Word. Thank you, Pastor Alan. Thank you so much. God bless you. And thank you for listening to AM630 The Word. Thank
0: you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.